Section 25 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Social Condition. C. Pornography. Here it will be advisable to supplement what was said in my foreword concerning the terpoloquium of the knights. Readers who have perused the ten volumes will probably agree with me that the naive indecencies of the text are rather Gaudi's Suri than Purians, and, when delivered with mirth and humor, they are rather the excrements of wit than designed for debauching the mind crude and indelicate with infantile plainness even gross and at times nasty in their terrible frankness they cannot be accused of corrupting suggestiveness or subtle insinuation of vicious sentiment theirs is a coarseness of language not of idea they are indecent not depraved and the pure and perfect naturalness of their nudity seems almost to purify it showing that the matter is rather of manners than of morals. Such throughout the East is the language of every man, woman, and child, from prince to peasant, from matron to prostitute. All are as the naive French traveller said of the Japanese. Si grossier qu'il ne savent, nommer les chaussées, que par leur nom. This primitive stage of language sufficed to draw from Lane and Burckhardt strictures upon the quote, most immodest freedom of conversation in egypt end quote, where as all the world over there are three several stages for names of things and acts sensual first we have the mo crew the popular term soon followed by the technical and scientific and lastly the literary or figurative nomenclature which is often much more immoral because more attractive, suggestive, and seductive than the raw word. And let me observe that the highest civilization is now returning to the language of nature. In La Glue of Monsieur J. Richepine, a triumph of the realistic school, we find such archaic expressions as la pete, putain, fautue à la si quatre un facetus petarde, tu te foutue, etc., a vilain bougre, and so forth. To those critics who complain of these raw vulgarisms and puerile indecencies in the nights, I can reply only by quoting the words said to have been said by Dr. Johnson to the lady who complained of the naughty words in his dictionary, quote, You must have been looking for them, madame, end quote but I repeat, there is another element in the nights, and that is one of absolute obscenity utterly repugnant to English readers, even the least prudish. It is chiefly connected with what our neighbors call la vice contre nature, as if anything can be contrary to nature which includes all things. Upon this subject I must offer details, as it does not enter into my plan to ignore any theme which is interesting to the orientalist and the anthropologist and they methinks do abundant harm who for shame or disgust 
would suppress the very mention of such matters in order to combat a great and growing evil deadly to the birth rate the mainstay of national prosperity the first requisite is careful study as albert bostot bishop of ratisbon rightly says quia malum non evitatum nisi cognitum ideo necesse est cognoscere in mundicium coitus et multa alla qui docentur in isto libro equally true are professor montezaga's words cacher la plates de cour humain au nom de la padure c'est nesto contraire hypocrisie ou pur the late mr grote had reason to lament that when describing such institutions as the far-famed of thebes the sacred band annihilated at chironia he was compelled to a reticence which permitted him to touch only the surface of the subject this was inevitable under the present rule of kant in a book intended for the public but the same does not apply to my version of the knights and i now proceed to discuss the matter seriosement honnêtement historiquement to show it in decent nudity not in suggestive fig leaf or fil de vigne End of section 25.